Utah State football team in a bye week. Opportunity to get healthy, correct a few things, get on the recruiting trail, all of the above, uh, and talking a little bit more about it. Head coach, Blake Anderson, spending some time with us today. Uh, coach, thanks for your time today. No, it, Well, bye weeks can be interesting where it, it can, for some, may look like it's a time to maybe sit back a little bit, but they can also be extremely busy with a lot of other things going on with recruiting and fixing areas of concern. Uh, what's the bye week been like so far for you and, and your squad uh, so far this week? Well, you just uh, you just nailed it. Man. All those things are happening. Uh, we have some injuries and guys that are beat up. We're trying to get healthy. We have obviously plenty of things to work on on the field right now to try to try to put a better team on the field. We're not playing very well in, in really any phase, uh, consistently anyway, spurts at best. And recruiting is a huge priority. I mean, we we took over a roster. We were able to we were able to kind of piece it together with what we could bring in for a year. Had a great season last year, but graduation hit us big. Graduated a ton of talent, and so the rebuilding process and making sure that we don't have that problem every year is about recruiting and development. And, and this recruiting class that we're putting together will be will be you know tremendously important, as was this last year's class. So uh, you you don't really have the option of just focusing on one. You have to find a way to handle it all at once, and that that is a real challenge. What's your weekend going to look like this weekend? I mean, you don't have a game. Does your wife have a list of, like, honeydews that need to be done <laughs> as fall is wrapping up or, or approaching and this is the last Saturday she's going to get from you for a little while? <laughs> you know, tomorrow I will I will be with the family. A lot of my coaches will be on the road watching games tomorrow. So, unfortunately, not everybody will get that opportunity. But today is is – Watching recruits, watching, uh, you know, getting started on UNLV tomorrow, a day of kind of watching opponents that will will play in the near future. UNLV actually has a game tomorrow that we'll, we'll keep an eye on, and then we're right back at it on Sunday. So there's not – that list better be pretty short if there is one. <laughs> do you – when you have a, a bye week situation like this with an opponent coming up, do you prefer to watch them in real time, or do you prefer to just see the film – after the fact, and where it's abbreviated and sped up, yeah, you know, I, I kind of like both. I, I like watching in real time because you can see some of the personality uh, of the head coach and the play callers in, in in real time as it's happening. But to be able to go back and fast forward and rewind and and freeze frame things is it, clearly the best way to to make a, a game plan. I, I think you're, there's benefits of both and. You, you don't get one kind of without the other. So I think the progression of watching it as it happens is always good. Uh, it, it makes a lot more sense when you go back and watch it uh, play by play. You, you get a little more context uh, of what is happening and maybe why. With the bye week this week, uh, I know there's, you know, the way this team has started, the season has started, there's several areas of concern that need to be uh, addressed and, and, and focused on. But from a coaching staff, what have you felt like uh, how that's been taken care of this week, and what do you feel like those are some of the key issues that need to be addressed with your team during this off week? Well, you know, we've been really transparent and, and honestly very, very uh, hard on ourselves. I mean, we'll start from us first, looking from head coach down, just where we can be better, uh, looking at what we're doing schematically. It doesn't fit the personnel that we have this year. You know, it doesn't really necessarily matter what last year's could do. Are we maximizing every athlete, every possible weapon that we have on, in all three phases of the game? Uh, are there some tendencies and some, some things we'd like to do differently? Clearly, as a play caller, offensively or defensively, 
you can always go back and say, man, I wish I'd have done something different. I mean, it's easier to call it after the fact than it is in real time. And then, and then just challenging, man, what, what, what do we need to do technically at player for player, technically better? Uh, how can we, how can we be better? How can we continue to learn? So we have, we have turned over every possible area of concern that we can had some really good practices, some very hardcore, difficult meetings. I mean, really kind of sit down and, and, and brutal, uh, honesty in some areas about where we can fix things. And, and then just from that point, all you can do is move forward, learn from the past, move forward, and get busy at getting better. Uh, we, we've taken that approach in every area from head coach down to every player, and I think we've had a productive week. Hopefully it'll show on the field next week as we, uh, as we try, to, try to, you know, just try to put a better team on the field one week at a time. Uh, earlier this week, Kyle Van Leeuwen went to social media, announced that he suffered a knee injury. It looks like he's out for the rest of the year. What kind of yeah, a blow was that to uh, to that the team and that wide receiver core specifically? Well, that's huge. I mean, he just brings so much to the table. I know statistically he hasn't had a ton of catches, but there's a there's a confidence level that I know the quarterbacks have in him. He's uh, just he's one of those guys that comes to work every single day. He's not the only casualty that we face. Uh, Phil Paella, number 90, defensive tackle, transfer in from Michigan, also is going to have to have season-ending knee surgery as well. So we lost we lost two guys for the year. We were able to avoid the season-ending injuries last year. Most of the season, we were really fortunate to stay healthy. We've already, we've already had two at this point. I'm hoping these are the last. Uh, we don't have a deep enough roster at this point in our kind of year two of this. We're just not deep enough yet to sustain a bunch of those um, I hate it. You hate it for a guy to get himself ready and to work as hard as they do and then the season be taken away. We'll get surgery. We'll get them rehab. We'll get them back next year, and, and they'll impact you know, next season in big ways. But for now, other guys are going to step into those roles and step up uh, and, and, and give us you know, productive, quality snaps. What's that been like this week in filling those roles? Are any players specifically standing out as uh... – taking that next man up that's going to fill that spot, or is it still kind of up for uh, uh, evaluation still? Well, we are definitely a work in progress. And I think, you know, there's there's a handful of, of new guys we brought in that are transfers or some young guys who are trying to move up the ranks and develop. And, you know, we challenge a lot of guys and, and, and try to look at, at several this week and create opportunities where, where, where guys can show, hey, I'm ready to take that next step and take on a bigger role. The more guys that we can put in that position, the better we are. I mean, we, we, we benefit from playing more than one guy at a position. The ability to, to chase the ball and play hard late in the fourth quarter, the taking kind of the pressure off of one guy is always, was always really helpful. And so we, we've challenged. I don't know that those guys have shown themselves yet. I, I would, it would probably be too early to, to tell you who that is. But time's going to tell in, in, in the very near future. Some guys are going to be put, some new guys maybe that people haven't seen a lot are going to be put in a position to impact the team and, and hopefully they'll do it in a positive way. Blake Anderson, head coach of the Utah State football team. Uh, last year, uh, coming into the season, you know, there, there weren't very many outside of your team who really projected that you know, the Aggies would do much after the season they had in 2020. Uh, obviously, expectations were different this offseason coming into this, the start. Things certainly have been kind of stuck in uh, in a different gear, not really been able to engage that gear just yet. 
but after the events of this last weekend, is that kind of galvanized the team kind of like where they were a year ago, where it's kind of us against the world? I think a little bit. You know, we, we did come in with a little bit higher expectations from from outside. So you feel that pressure. You see it. I mean, it wasn't through the roof. We weren't picked to win the league, but we were, you know, we, we got some top 25 votes. Uh, clearly the fan base after 11-3, and three, you can't help but expect that you're going to just do, go do the same thing the next year. But, man, as, as honest as I tried to be in, in the preseason, we graduated a phenomenal senior class. The guys that were already here did a great job. I thought the staff brought in some phenomenal players. We plugged in and, and put together an unbelievable year. You don't, you don't lose 20, 22 key players like we did without some growing pains. Now, they've been, they've been tougher than we wanted them to be, definitely tougher, I think, than the fan base expected. And so, yeah, the way this last weekend went, especially nobody wants to lose a game, but definitely don't want to lose to a one-double-A opponent down the road, although they did everything to earn it. I mean, you got to give them credit. They're, they're a really good team that's going to win a lot of games and make a run in the playoffs, and they're well-coached. They earned it. Coming out of that, I think reality sits in, man. This, this is not going to be easy. I don't think anybody should have ever expected that it was. We're only in a year and a half into this process, and to, to some degree – yeah, I got, all right, it's us against the world. We don't have a lot of confidence outside the room. There was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of negative, a lot of people that have quit on you. I mean, the, the football world doesn't expect anything from you anymore. It's going to come down to what they believe, what they're willing to do, how hard we're willing to work. Can we be coachable and improve? And, and just one week at a time, go out and, and be better than we were the week before. So it's, uh, you know, that's, that's the reality where we're at. But uh, they're in control of where we go from there. And there was a, a great week of work this week considering what we've been through to this point, and, and they took the right first-step approach to getting better. The, the, through the first three games, it seems from the outside that the, the play calling is more conservative this year compared to where it was a year ago. Is that a function of the personnel that you have, players miscommunicating with each other, or just based on the opponents that you were facing? All of the above. I think all those contribute. Clearly, we didn't play a team at the caliber of Alabama last year. That was a game you had to be very, very smart about how you approached uh, handling that that game plan. It, it was if you watch those guys, if you hold on the ball for extended period of time, if you try to try to hold on and and, and push things deep, deep down the field. Typically, they they end with with not good results. The way we approached the beating UConn, uh, the running game was was something we really felt like needed to 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 take a step forward. And the way they played us was so much deep coverage and dropping eight into coverage. It dictated that we needed to run the ball well. You know, this past week we just didn't execute very well at all. We didn't we didn't win in one on one coverage. We tried to go at them in a handful of areas and didn't win. We didn't protect particularly well. Uh, we missed some throws, but we dropped some balls as well. You name it, it went wrong, and all of it. I kind of played into a very, very frustrating day. We've we've not played, uh, you know, we've not played very good ball in the first three weeks. We lost some key weapons that were were guys you knew you could count on all the time, and, and the fan base got used to seeing guys jump up over folks and make catches and, and and just do unbelievable things. We've got some talent; it just hasn't quite materialized on the field yet. Those are the growing pains of of a, a bunch of new guys, and so some of it's conservative play calling at times. Some of it's the defense that we're playing against. Some of it's what they're doing and, and, and kind of putting us in a position where we need to be conservative. 
some of it's uh, situations where I'm giving our coordinator two plays to get the first down and, you know, trying to be conservative on the first call to set up the second one, and then we just don't execute. So there's a lot of things that go into to that, and we are we're being critical on us, too. I can tell you, nobody more frustrated than, than Anthony Tucker. He did a great job last year with the offense. He's, he's taking the same approach as am I and our staff. And we're second-guessing everything we do, going back and detailing it and dissecting it and, and trying to find ways we can be better well before we start asking anything different of the players. Coach, i got to be honest. One of the, 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 the statements that you made after the Weber State game that perhaps raised my eyebrows the most – was you basically saying that we're this is a team that's struggling to find leadership. And after all of spring, fall camp, and now three games into it, that you're still struggling to find leadership on your team. Uh, has that been something that you've been able to address during this week? Well, trying to. You know, leadership in the weight room and leadership out on the practice field are completely different than a stadium full of 30,000 people and, and, you know, a scoreboard. Uh, it, it's, it's, there's just not the same pressure that are, that you can put on people when there's no scoreboard in a practice. And the fact that you get to do it over again the next day, uh, the, the weight room and running against the clock. And, and, and the, those are great places to see characteristics and, and definitely guys excel in those areas. But when it comes time to win and lose games, that is an environment that not everybody is comfortable. And not everybody's definitely not comfortable leading in those areas. And we, we graduated not just some great talent off of last year's team, but we graduated some unbelievable leadership and guys that had played a, t- a tremendous amount of steps like Justin Rice and Nick Henniger and Shaq Bond and, and Brandon Bowling and DT and Derek Wright. And I mean, you, you know, Carson Terry, you don't just plug in. You plug in physically bodies that are maybe capable of doing things in terms of an athletic standpoint, but true leadership in that environment is unique. And we were very, very fortunate to have a solid, solid core of leaders on both sides of the ball a year ago. And, and the fan base saw it. That's why we were so successful. I mean, when you have great leadership from inside, you have a special team. If the coaches have to lead, you're gonna, your best is going to be average or good. And so this group is still trying to find that in the course of going out and competing. We, we were really, really fortunate that that showed itself in game one last season. So far this year, some guys are still getting used to that role. It has not come easy. Uh, we're encouraging and really trying to identify. But that's not something you can create. That's something that comes uh, from inside and, and, and guys stepping out of their comfort zone and taking ownership of it. Hopefully, that, that some of the conversations and things we've done over the course of the week and really trying to encourage it. Hopefully those things will, will help us and you'll start seeing that materialize naturally. And, and it will, it will absolutely help the football team. It is hard to calculate on paper. It doesn't look the same as height and weight and speed, but it has an even bigger impact. I know there's a tendency for, for a lot of reasons to look to seniors to have that, to take those leadership roles, but Sometimes leaders emerge in other, uh, you know, classifications or younger players. Uh, has that process kind of shifted with you, or is that kind of remaining the same? Just seeing who's going to step up. Yeah, leadership is natural. I mean, guys either have the ability and and have that uh, it factor that that people gravitate towards, or they don't. So I, I think 
first and foremost, you have to be in a position of credibility. You have to be doing things right on a daily basis and for, for you to have credibility with the rest of the guys. And then typically in this environment, there, you, you should be making some type of impact uh, on the team. But if you, if you are the guy that's doing things right and you do make an impact, then it doesn't matter what classification you are. Uh, it, it, you can have that type of personality that just people gravitate towards. So we're, we're, not, we're not sitting around waiting for seniors to do it. I mean, leadership's inside the locker room on both sides of the ball, uh, regardless of what their status is, is welcome. And, and it'll start showing. Hopefully sooner rather than later, it'll definitely impact our season and help us uh, just kind of continue to move forward in, in a positive way. If, if it doesn't happen, it, it'll continue to be frustrating. It's just the nature of the game that we play. It doesn't happen without some true leadership on either side. Well, Coach, I, I, I honestly really – Really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, allow an opportunity for locals to hear from you uh, on some of the issues that are going on, and and uh, taking some time to, uh, you know, address what's going on with your team. I hope you enjoy your free weekend, although it's not totally free. But uh, we'll, we'll turn attention to UNLV this next week. I appreciate it. You know, hopefully the fan base understands this is the process and the and the steps that are taken in a in a long term solution for for kind of rebuilding what we're doing. Man, just hang in there. We need your support more than ever. The guys do, for sure. They feel it. Uh, we, feed off the, we feed off the valley and the fan base. And I promise there's nobody working any harder than the staff and these guys. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll get there. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see signs of that this next week.